everybody. It has been a long, long time since I've done one of these podcasts on the regular. And, uh, you know, sorry about that, but I've, uh, you know, been busy and shit, and, I mean, I was gonna do one over, you know, the Christmas slash New Year's holiday or whatever, but got doing stuff with family and, you know, totally, uh, totally blanked on it, and then, you know, obviously it's now into, you know, into January a little bit, so I figured what better time than now, right? Still going to keep it on Wednesdays, obviously, because that's the day I picked originally, so that's the day I'm going to stick with. We have a fuckload to catch up on, though, I know that. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to remember what happened the last time we were even together. Um, I think it was right before the last UFC pay-per-view, which was the, um... John Jones Gustafson main event. I believe it was right before that. Maybe I'm wrong. So if I've already talked about that, I touch on it again. You know, such is life. And I mean, I'll I'll do better next time. <laughs> so if we're gonna talk a little bit about that card, um, you know my uh. I think when I when I discussed that I said I was gonna go with both the uh the blues on on those two fights, you know, I was gonna go with both of the um non champions in that fight. Even though technically one of them had two champions in the fight, but you know what I mean. I was gonna go with the person who wasn't the champion that the fight was being held at. Um I was one for I was one and one, so you know, I did okay. I did I did you know, fifty percent on that card. But I'm 75% on my last, what, four main events, so that's good, you know, that's, that's positive, because I, uh, if you remember, I went with Shevchenko, um, Shevchenko on the last one, and then, what the fuck else was on that card? I don't even remember what fight was on that card, but I went with that one, uh, that, that, Card. Oh yeah, that was the the Holloway Ortega card. That's right. I went with Holloway and I went with Shevchenko, and they both won. So, um, you know, with this uh with this fight or these two fights, um, again, if I've talked about them already, I'm sorry, but it was crazy to see Amanda Nunes knock out Cyborg, especially in the first round. That shit was fucking bonkers and honestly after she threw the first you know a couple punches and I saw how hard they were landing on Cyborg I felt that she might she might get her but I was worried that she would try so hard to knock her out that Cyborg might get her back as well so it was kind of kind of tough watching you know the first few seconds of that fight because you know Cyborg was throwing some bombs too you know Nunez has a good chin I think she's only what been stopped once, and that was very early in her career, I believe. You know, so she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't get stopped very easily. You know, she hits hard as fuck and has a great chin. You know, and a lot of people thought going up that she would have. You know, the power would translate. Um, you know, and that she'd be the one if anyone could beat Cyborg, it would be her. And sure as shit, she fucking. 
I mean, she KO'd her. It was, I mean, it was face down, ass up. It was straight up, you know, she hit her a couple times. Cyborg fell. I thought it was over there. Cyborg got back up because she's fucking tough as shit. You know, she's just going to keep going. Finally, you know, Amanda catches her with, with a fucking shot. And she just, you know, face down, ass up for like half a second. She's out. That's all it takes. You know, and Nunez became a champ champ, so that's good for her. You know, and I mean, it is good for her. You know, she seems like she's, you know, a nice, not that Cyborg's not, but she seems like she's, um, you know, a nice fight, nice fighter. I say that, like, she's a nice person who happens to fight. You know, she seems to really care about the sport and about her fans and things like that, which Cyborg does too, but obviously somebody has to win a fight. You know, and Nunez is just legit as fuck. I don't know that she's going to... I mean, she might give Cyborg a rematch just because Cyborg held the title for so long. Well, even though she didn't really hold the title for so long because they kind of just gave the title, like, last year, maybe the year before. But because she was such a force for so long, um, they might give her a rematch. I don't know. I don't make those decisions. Um... What I do know is, or what I think that I know is that I don't know Nunez is going to fight at 145 very much, if at all. Like, outside of the rematch, if she does, you know, if she signs that deal, I don't know that she will fight at 145, because I don't know that there's a whole lot of 145ers to really, you know, entice her to fight, you know, in that division. Whereas at 135... The problem with 135 is she's cleaned out that whole division pretty much. You know, she's pretty much fought everybody and beat everybody. So it's very, um, very tough to, to know, you know, what she's going to do. Who knows, maybe she'll fucking retire at this point because she's on top of the world. Who knows what she's going to do. But, you know, she certainly has the right to do any of those things. I'm just curious as to what's going to happen. So if you go into the John Jones and Alexander Gustafson fight, you know, that was a very interesting fight, you know, going into it. A lot of people thought, you know, Gus, Gus pretty much beat him last time and gave him the hardest fight he's ever had. The same shit should happen. You know, if not Gus winning, it should at least be a close fight that goes to a decision, you know, or because John hasn't fought in, what, two years, year and a half, whatever it was. Maybe he was going to get caught. He was going to get dropped. He was going to tap, something like that. Spoiler, it didn't happen. Um, Jones actually, did he, I think he might have TKO'd Gus, but he basically, I mean, he should have submitted him because I think he ha- either had a choke in and was hitting him, like had a choke in, let it go, and then started hitting him again when he wouldn't tap, or was hitting him and then put him in a choke, vice versa. But I think it was a TKO, if I remember correctly. Um, this is in the third round. You know, the first two rounds, John looked slow. But Gus wasn't looking good either. You know, Gus wasn't doing the same kind of stuff that he always does. And he wasn't throwing the same kind of same kind of shots that he always throws, the same kind of intensity. He was kind of just, like, letting John dictate the pace of the fight. Got to the third round, John turned it on, you know, and it was what it was. So, who knows? It looked like Gus also hurt himself in the fight, but I don't know that it was... 
I don't know how early it was in the fight, like, if it was enough to actually affect what he did. I don't remember, because it was, like, almost a month ago. May have been a month ago. <sighs> so, you know, John Jones is the light heavyweight champion. Um, he's actually already got another fight scheduled at UFC 235, I believe. He'll be fighting uh, Anthony Smith the light heavyweight title, which that card is going to be a really good card. Um, thinking about it, I think that on that card might be um, might be a lot of crazy shit. I think that um, Ben Askren might be on that card, if I remember correctly. So it is going to be March 2nd, right? Um, it hasn't been officially... Okay, so it hasn't been officially announced. Um, I don't think any of these these have, but I think they're kind of expected. So you've got UFC light heavyweight is uh, John Jones and Anthony Smith. You've got a welterweight title fight between Tyron Woodley and Kamaru Usman, which is going to be a great fucking fight. You've got Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren, Jeremy Stevens, Zabit Magomed Shapirov, or Sharipov, sorry, Holly Holm, Aspen Ladd, um, Gina Mazzani versus Macy Chiasson, Chiasson, something like that, OSP versus Serkinov, Cody Garbrandt, Pedro Munoz, uh, Thomas Almeida versus Marlon Vera, uh, I think Tisha Torres is on this one, Pollyanna Viana is on this one. You know, so all around it looks like it's going to be a kick-ass fight. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a solid-ass fight. However, that, you know, it might not happen at all. You know, it might be one of those things that just doesn't, you know, materialize that fight, but still has, like, the, the welterweight title as, as the main event, which is fine, too. And I know the card after that looks dope, because the card after that is... um. Lewis versus Dos Santos, so it's Derek Lewis and Junior Dos Santos. That's going to be a good fight because Dos Santos can crack and Lewis has, like, the chin of chins and just likes to take damage, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, and before that, um, in February 17th, Cain Velazquez makes his return, which is going to be crazy as shit. Um... He's fighting Francis Ngannou, so that's going to be a, you know, a solid, uh, a solid fight. Because, uh, you know, Cain Velasquez was, you know, he was the guy for a minute before he, you know, lost to JDS, before he got hurt, all that stuff. So, that's going to be a good fight, and Ngannou was supposed to be the guy, you know, whatever, whatever. So, we'll see what happens. I know also before that, in February 10th, I think that's... What maybe not the next pay-per-view, but okay. So, two thirty-three, which was supposed to be January twenty-sixth this weekend, got canceled. It was originally supposed to be main event was supposed to be Lawler Askren, which got moved to two thirty-five. Then the uh, it was going to be Benavidez and Figueroa as the co-main. It doesn't look like any of those fights were really like top top fights. Um... 
but they've all found all the fights have found you know um all the fights have found other cards to be on so uh let's see Yeah, it looks like they scrapped this fight in in December. So there is no pay-per-view in January, but they're still going to keep the same like numbers. So the one that is in February will still be 234. The one in March will still be 235, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because the one this weekend was supposed to be 233. You're going to scrap it, but still keep the uh, the same numerical value. So if you go to UFC 2. 234, you've got the middleweight championship is up for grabs. So there you've got Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum. That should be a pretty pretty good fight. Um, I don't think it's going to be necessarily um, a good card all around. I think that you know that fight and probably just the co-main will probably be really the only two fights worth watching. However... There's a couple other names on there that could end up doing something. But Whitaker Gastelum, you know, Whitaker's the middleweight king right now. He's seems to be pretty much an all-around kind of fighter. You know, Gastelum is is solid. You know, he's he's not a bad guy. He's a bad guy, I mean, like bad fighter. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be able to beat Whit- uh Whitaker. Um you know, he's I don't know. He's he's a good fighter. He can surprise you, and he comes through in the clutch when he has to. But you know, Whitaker is just a different kind of monster. So unless Gastelum just you know catches him in something, you know, or catches him with something, you know, who knows? Because anybody can get beat at any day. You know, especially in the middleweight division. You know, that title's changed hands so much since Silva lost it. You know, to to Weidman back in the day. So, um, let's see. The the co-main on that card is Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Silva. Now, I really don't give any fucks about that card, honestly, or any, about that fight, because if you ask me, one, Silver's, Silva is overrated and has been for a very long time. since I mean, I think since he lost the second fight to Weidman when he broke his leg and he took that time off, came back, didn't pass his drug test, whatever, whatever, like, since then, he's pretty much been trash, he's also, like, 45 years old, so, you know, I don't know why he's still fighting at this point, um, but I think, you know, in his later years, he's, he's been really overrated, and I think he's way too cocky, um, I think Adesanya is, like, the new age kind of version of him, I just don't think he's as good, I would have liked to have seen this fight, you know, 10 years ago because I think that Anderson Silva with like a a less good version of himself would do some fucking work but I think you know Adesanya is probably going to win this one just because he's younger and fitter and you know whatever than Anderson Silva just because like like I said Anderson's past his prime he has been I doubt he's going to make another run run at the title um, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll catch Adesanya in something. I mean, he is a wily veteran. He's been around. He knows everything. He's still a tough guy to hit, but 
you know, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, Anderson Silva will, you know, let's say he stops Adesanya, gives him his first professional loss, and, you know, goes on this run and tears through the middleweight division again. I don't know, but I just kind of have a feeling that since the the two Weidman losses, you know, he's he's kind of been done. Like I said, I don't know why he's still fighting. But anyway, I mean, I really think that that's most of the UFC uh, to look forward to, forward to those two cards. We did have the first ever um, UFC on ESPN card or ESPN Plus card, sorry. Um, this past weekend, it was Saturday night. And it was... Um, the main event was Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw for the flyweight championship, 125 pounders. Now Dillashaw is the bantamweight champion, he's 135 pound champion. He wanted to untraditionally move down and try to win that title as opposed to moving up and winning that title. Because most of the time you're going to move up, so you have to cut less weight. Um, he made the weight. I mean, he made the weight. It seemed like it was relatively easy for him to make the weight. You know, and Cejudo obviously can make the weight. Cejudo's thick, though. He's thick, you know. Um, not saying that he's doing anything. I mean, he's just got great genetics and is in amazing shape. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's just a big dude when it comes to 125ers. Uh, you know, there was there was some, some okay uh, fights on that card, you know, all around. It was... Oh, there were some good fights and some not so good fights. A couple people that I wanted to win one, a couple people that I didn't want didn't want to win one, you know, whatever. I had I didn't really have any dogs in any of the fights. Um There was you know, I I mean I think it was a solid card, don't get me wrong. I definitely think it was all all the way around, I think it was a good card. But you know, I don't I don't know. Right offhand, I have to. I'd have to go look and see to remember specifically what the uh, what the fights were. So I remember it started out the very first on the ESPN Plus. The early prelims, right, was uh, a submission, and then it went to a welterweight fight. It was Jeff Neal versus Bilal Muhammad, and that fight was crazy. That fight went to a decision, and Bilal Muhammad has a fucking chin on him because Jeff Neal throws bombs at 170, and he just kept kept throwing it, kept throwing it, kept throwing it, kept throwing it, kept throwing it. Eventually, he, you know, it looked like he he caught him a couple times. It looked like he was gonna knock him out, but Bilal Muhammad's just got a chin and a great recovery, and so he. Uh, <laughs> You know, he eventually, uh, he eventually got him, and, uh, you know, he, he got him on decision, he, unanimous decision, he didn't get him by TKO or anything, but Jeff Neal might be a problem if he keeps throwing bombs like that, so we'll see. Um, let's see, Joanne Calderwood beat Ariane Lipsky, who's, it was his, it was her first fight in the UFC uh, she's, she's a good looking little lady, Ariane Lipsky, um, Joanne Calderwood, you know, 
she uh, she seems like an all-around, you know, kind of good fighter. She doesn't really... I think she definitely wanted to stand and bang. And, you know, Lipsky was, was down for that. And, you know, if I remember correctly, it didn't go very much to the floor. Uh, and Lipsky, Lipsky just got outclassed. You know, it was her first fight in the UFC. She's fighting a veteran. She just got outclassed. You know, she got schooled, really. That's what happened. Um, let's see. Lightweight. So the, the prelims were on ESPN. And the main event of the prelims was uh, Cowboy Cerrone versus Alexander Hernandez. Alexander Hernandez has been looking like, you know, a force to be reckoned with and unstoppable and all this stuff. You know, and then you've got Cowboy who, you know, he wins fights he shouldn't he shouldn't win and loses fights he should win and you know just has an up and down kind of career you know and he dropped back down to 155 he says he wants to make a run at the title whatever whatever so he fights Alexander Hernandez and you know we're the first round you know I'm thinking like you know Cowboy's gonna get in this fight's looking crazy you know Hernandez is hitting him with some shots and I you know I was worried about Cowboy's chin for a little bit too but then towards the end of the first round he kind of tried to he kind of started to to turn it on like Cowboy does and then, you know, we get in the second round, and he got him with a head kick. And, it, I mean, it looks like a head kick that, like, barely barely touched him. Because, I mean, he, you know, he put his block up, and it, it touched him. And he didn't fall, but he took a step, and then his, his legs buckled. So it was like a delayed, almost, kind of reaction. And, you know, he, uh, you know, he got him. He uh, knocked him down with that, threw a couple punches, and that was all she wrote. You know, they stopped the fight, so Cowboy got his got a win, you know, and that really helped him, um, let's see, women's flyweight on the main card, which is ESPN Plus, you had, uh, Paige Van Zant and her return, and Rachel Ostevich and her return, you know, both of them are good fighters, it ended up submission armbar for Van Zant. I didn't think it was going to end up like that, because Ostevich had her striking, she had her beat striking, she took it to the ground. She was doing great transitions, you know. looked like she was going to get her to tap. And she just got reversed at the wrong time and got thrown in an armbar and tapped. She, I mean, if you look at the, the fight on paper, she shouldn't have lost that fight because she was dominating on the feet, dominating on the ground, was controlling position. It's one of those things where she, she just was unlucky in the transition and it got reversed and she got put in a bad position and couldn't get out. Um, let's see. I don't care about Gregor Gillespie, Yancey Medeiros, but if you do, Gillespie won by TKO. Uh, very last second of the second round. Uh, let's see. Heavyweights. Now, this was, that's right, this was the co-main. So, Greg Hardy versus Alan Crowder. Yes, football Greg Hardy. Um, Greg Hardy was, seemed like he was really dominating this fight. Uh, Alan Crowder's got a fucking crazy chin on him you know and Greg Hardy was doing work and doing work and doing work and thought he was going to gas you know and he kind of gassed a little bit in the second round because he's never been into a second round and you know it looked like he was going to have Alan Crowder down for the count and he threw an illegal knee um I don't know if he just didn't know if he threw it on purpose like I don't know what the the reason was behind it but for whatever reason he threw it and it was illegal and obviously he he got DQ'd and lost the fight, even though he was winning that fight and probably could have gotten uh, a knockout eventually. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know what's going to come of it. I hope, 
not that I like Greg Hardy, but I hope that this doesn't, you know, this isn't his last fight just because of an illegal knee, unless it was purposeful, and in which case, uh, you know, I don't, there's no room for that and get the fuck out of here, but what makes me think it, was, it wasn't purposeful is that, you know, Hardy was only used to first rounders, you know, he'd never been in a second round, you know, I think he just kind of like was exhausted and wasn't really thinking, kind of like, uh, Chris Webber back in the day in the, uh, in the, in the final four when he was with uh, Michigan um, or the championship or whatever it was when he called that timeout and they didn't have one, you know, and it was a turnover and then they lost the game, whatever. I think it was kind of the same thing. Like he was just so exhausted. He was just trying to find something that worked and he threw something, hoped for the best and it turned out it was illegal. And I think that's kind of more what happened than him actually throwing it on purpose. However, I could be wrong. I, st- I mean, Greg Hardy's not the best person in the world. In his past, you know, whether that's still how he is or not, I don't know because I don't know the man. Um, but it didn't seem like he, it didn't seem like he was throwing it with ill intent. It just seemed like he just forgot the rule or didn't know the rule or whatever. Uh, so I hope that it's not his last fight because of that. I hope, um, you know, I hope they give him another shot to kind of redeem himself, unless, of course, they can find that he did it on purpose. And then the last fight, the main event of the first ever ESPN plus UFC fight card was Cejudo Dillashaw. And that fight, you know, was a very quick fight. A lot quicker than a lot of people thought it was going to be. So a lot of people thought that, you know, Dillashaw might be able to take him out or at least give him a run for his money, if nothing else. You know, might maybe take it four or five rounds. Just because, you know, going down is, is a strain on your body, of course. You know, and Cejudo, you know, has better wrestling. And I mean, TJ is a good wrestler, but Cejudo won a fucking Olympic gold medal as a wrestler. You know, so he's a great wrestler. Um, you know, and, and I mean, he was the guy that, you know, beat uh, Mighty Mouse, you know. So it's like, you know, he he's obviously a great fighter. So... They get in there and they start throwing and, you know, it looked like right away, you know, Cejudo just, he had too much power at 125 and it looked like, you know, TJ was just too depleted. You know, he just couldn't, he had no power, he had no speed, he had no anything really just because he was just so depleted. Even though he made the weight and it seemed like he made it easy, it just wasn't right for him and so it just looked like he... He just couldn't keep up, and when you lose, you know, weight, too much weight, you know, your chin goes away, you know, your your ability to take a shot is very much affected by the extra weight loss that you're not used to, and I think that's what happens, I think it's because TJ has generally got a pretty good chin, you know, I think his chin just kind of got, it just gave out because he lost too much weight and didn't put enough back on, you know, I think... And, you know, Cejudo even said, you know, this one was for the flyweights because they're supposed to get rid of that whole division this year at some point in 2019 because besides Mighty Mouse, it wasn't really like, um, it wasn't really a division that anyone cared about or, you know, wanted to see. It was just like Mighty Mouse running through everybody and it was starting to get boring and wasn't making money and wasn't marketable and all that kind of shit. So... You know, I think with Cejudo being champion, you know, it gives it opens up a lot of 
you know, other fights that people could potentially get the belt that couldn't get it from Mighty Mouse. I don't know. We'll see. But it also means that if that division goes away, then Cejudo has to, you know, move up. And he already said he wanted to fight TJ at 135 for the belt. So they're probably going to make that fight as, like, the quote-unquote rematch. Um, You know, so... If that happens... I think TJ might give him a run, but I feel like Cejudo's, you know, his power is just going to go straight up. So he might be a force at 135 that he wasn't at 125. I'm quite interested to see, you know, how that, uh, how that goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things, you know, Cejudo caught him. Dropped him, hit him a bunch. They stopped the fight. It, well, he, I don't know that he was necessarily like knocked out, knocked out, but he definitely wasn't with it completely. He was, at, you know, he was definitely. T, it was definitely TKO. It was definitely a good stoppage. He obviously argued it. I just think it was a good stoppage, but it's whatever. So yeah, that was the uh, the first card on the ESPN Plus. Um, you know, I'm still I'm still exploring ESPN Plus. There's a lot of great content on there. Still going over it, exploring it, trying to go through all the archives and stuff, see if there's anything that I want to watch. Obviously, you know, the 30 for 30s are pretty cool. You know, some of the old sports stuff that you can watch is pretty dope. And it looks like I haven't really delved into it too much, but it looks like they're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, prior UFC content as well. So along with Fight Pass, or maybe they're just going to get rid of Fight Pass altogether. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know the contents of that deal, so we'll see. Alright, so moving on from fighting, let's see now, um, I guess it'd be NFL, right, the NFL, so, you know, the Colts made it past the Texans in the first round, which was awesome, you know, we won 21, what was it, 21-7, 21-14, whatever it was, that we, whatever it was that we won, um, You know, I, was, I had some confidence going into Arrowhead, you know, like, look, we might not do well, but I think we'll at least, or we might not win, but I think we'll at least do well. I think we'll, you know, be able to, you know, at least score, like, you know, 17 points, 20 points, something like that, you know, kind of make the Chiefs at least somewhat, semi look like they're going to work for it. So what happened was, <laughs> the Chiefs won 31-13, we couldn't move the ball at all, it was just, I mean, it was terrible. Terrible, I think, play calling. I think it was just terrible execution by everyone. It was terrible defense was played. There was just all kinds of uh, mistakes made. You know, and the Chiefs just played really well. And they played like a well-oiled machine. Mahomes got them their first home playoff win since, what, the 90s, 93 or some shit like that. You know, I mean, Alex Smith couldn't even do that. So, you know, Mahomes was, was doing well. Um, You know, but... Luck did throw a touchdown, so I gotta give him credit. You know, he threw one to Ty, and it was uh, it was a nice, it was a nice, nice ball too. I mean, it didn't look like it was gonna be a touchdown at first, but it was. You know, Ebron was kind of shut down. You know, Mac was kind of shut down. The defense did some things, but not enough things. <laughs> you know, um, there's always, I guess, next year, but it's still kind of disappointing that we couldn't go into Arrowhead and get the win, you know, as a sixth seed and, you know, kind of make this happen. But 
it is what it is. I mean, if we had if we had won that game, honestly, um, we would have had to go play the Patriots. You know, and uh, I don't necessarily think I'd be super stoked about that. So, I think we did win. I had to go play the Patriots. It's good. It would depend on who's left at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, we would have went to Foxborough because we would have been the only two teams left in the AFC if we'd have beat the Chiefs. Yeah, so we would have had to go into Foxborough and play Tom Brady in Foxborough and Belichick, and that would have been just a shitty fucking game. Who knows, maybe we would have found a way, but I doubt it. Um, you know, So that took us to the AFC Championship, and it was Patriots at Chiefs. I was like, oh man, you know, here we go. It's the Chiefs' time to shine. Like, I'm gonna lo- I'm loving this. Like, the Chiefs are finally going to get theirs. Andy Reid's finally going to get to the Super Bowl again. He might actually have the opportunity to win one. I think he would win it. Um, you know, Mahomes is going to get there. All these guys are going to get there. Eric Berry. You know, Houston, all them, you know, all going to fucking get there. Like, it's going to be great. And, you know, they played in Foxborough. They got, you know, they were down, down at the half, but, you know, they weren't out of the game. It was back and forth, back and forth, heavyweights throwing punches, heavyweights throwing punches. But I knew, because there was two scores the Chiefs had that really kind of turned the game, I think. It was a score with like seven minutes left, they gave the ball back to Brady. Too much time. Brady drives down, they score. You get the ball back, you score with like two minutes left. I think it was like 220 left when they scored. Can't give Brady that much time. You just can't fucking do it. You can't. Especially not in a game where, you know, it's to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think, honestly, it was just a miscommunication, or maybe it was just bad play calling or bad execution of the plays. But the running back, you know, he just ran he just ran out the middle. You know, he was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm going to run, blah, 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 and nobody touched him, so he just ran into the end zone. You can't do that. you gotta, you got to waste time. you got to, you know, if you see that that hole's open, I mean, I could, I'd say maybe, you know, go ahead and get the first down or get, you know, seven, eight yards, whatever it is, you know, because you got to have a touchdown on this drive. But, um, you know, don't score right away. At least take some more time off the clock. Even if you only take 30, 40 more seconds off the clock, you know, make the Patriots burn some timeouts, that's still better than giving Tom Brady two minutes and 20 seconds. I'd rather give him a minute 20 seconds than two, minute, two minutes and 20 seconds because that offense is entirely different. Um... So I think that that was kind of really what lost them the game. And when they gave the ball back to Tom Brady, I think they just kind of like, you know, once he started driving on the field on them, they kind of just, I don't want to say gave up, but they were kind of just deflated at that point because, you know, yeah, we got to hold him, but it's Brady with two minutes left. Let's hope we don't make a mistake. And then here we go. They get a they get an interception, right? They get a fucking interception off of Tom Brady under under a minute left in the AFC Championship. Chiefs just won the game, right? No. What happens? One of their linemen, D. Ford, he lined up offsides. He didn't jump offsides. It wasn't like a, you know he jumped and hit somebody. He lined up offsides before the play even started. Now, I've played D-line, okay? I've played a little bit of D-line. I have never played D-end, so it's a little different. I'll give you that. But I've played on the D-line. And I know for a fact you can see that ball from all four positions, right? You can see the fucking ball. Even from the offensive line, you can see the ball. If you notice that, hey, I'm way ahead of everyone, or 
for some reason the ball looks different to me right now. My view of the ball looks different. Or, you know, whatever it is, maybe you should fucking back up a little bit. Even if, you know, you're... Even if you back up too much, at least you're not fucking off sides, right? So he got the pick. It was obviously turned over, and then they get a fucking first down, you know, because it's off sides on the defense, whatever. And so then it just starts... The drive starts to happen. Edelman, Gronk, Edelman, Gronk, Edelman, Edelman, Gronk, James White, touchdown, right? So it's like, fuck, like, once that pick got overturned, that was really when you just saw the Chiefs, like, completely deflate. Um... Just completely. I mean, they just completely deflated, right? They go into overtime. Chiefs win the toss. They call heads. It's heads. They get the... Or not the Chiefs. The Patriots. Sorry. The Patriots win the toss. It's overtime. Giving Tom Brady the ball in overtime, right? You got to play this a certain way. Because you know that if he scores a touchdown on the first drive, the game is over. Starts to drive down the field. Starts to drive down the field. Edelman, Gronk, you know, the usual shit. James White, Edelman, Gronk, whatever. Needless to say, Patriots score a touchdown, win the game, go to the Super Bowl, right? They're going to the Super Bowl. I think that overtime was completely mismanaged. I think that there needed to be more timeouts called by Andy Reid because at this point your defense is completely gassed. Your defense is not ready for this. You know, they they don't have the, the stamina to keep up with this drive. You know, they keep getting on the third downs. Like, they're getting ready to get off the field, and then they'll convert. Third down, convert. Third down, convert. There was like three, or, two or three of them on the fucking – overtime drive maybe even more right so you need to call a timeout you need to let them at least rest or rotate some people in there whatever you gotta do but you can't just let Tom Brady keep going to work he's a well little machine you can't just let him have no interruptions and all that stuff he's gonna fucking tear you up like he did and then what happens you know when the time comes for your defense to like get big and sack up and stop the run you know right at the middle they can't because they're fucking exhausted and they're gassed and they have no idea what's going on. They just know Tom Brady's driving on them to win the game and he won the game. So, you know, I was wrong on that one. Patriots won. It sucks. It is what it is. We all kind of have to get over it and move on. I didn't want the Patriots to win. I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised that the Patriots won because honestly I expected that maybe some crazy shit would happen and they'd fuck around and win, but I was really hoping that the Chiefs would win. I really wanted the Chiefs to win. Um, I was wrong. Shit happens. NFC side, you had Rams Saints in the NFC Championship. And it was actually funny, you know, because you had the ones and twos in, you know, in each each conference playing in the, in the championship game. So that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, the, uh, the Rams, you know, kind of came back. They were down a little bit. You know, and they came back and really made it a game. And then there was, I think the big call was a, you know, roughing the roughing the passer, or not roughing the passer, but a pass interference call that didn't get called. It should have gotten called. It should have. I give you that, but it didn't get called. It changed the outcome of the game. You know, that game came down to in the last few minutes. The Rams scored. You know, it went to overtime. For a while, it didn't look like they were going to tie it up. You know, I think at one point it was like 20 to... Was it 2014, 2017, something like that? Anyway, they end up scoring, taking the game to overtime, right? So both championship games are in overtime, which is already crazy enough. NFC Championship was first. NFC Championship was second. So, it's cool. NFC Championship... Uh, Saints get the ball first. 
right? You know, they're they're driving, they're driving. Drew Brees throws a pick right to the Rams safety. Now, some people say that, that should have been pass interference. I contend that Michael Thomas just ran the wrong route. Um, but I don't know, maybe it was pass interference. Uh, I know they were letting them play, you know, so they didn't call pass interference. But if you, from what I saw, however, I could have not paid attention to the right angle or anything like that, and I could be totally off base. But from what I saw, it looked like Michael Thomas turned the wrong way and started to kind of like cut his route in. And Drew Brees maybe thought he was going to go out. You know, so he threw the ball more outside. And so the safety picked it. Some people will say that the safety was pushed off or that the, that Michael Thomas was pushed off of the safety and like pushed inside, which Michael Thomas is a physical specimen, you know, at the receiver position. He's not going to get pushed that far, like far enough. I mean, it was noticeably far away from him like that Drew Brees just threw it in the wrong spot or Michael Thomas ran the wrong route like it was it was noticeable enough that it wasn't like he got pushed and his hands were right by the ball but not quite far enough no it was like probably a yard or two to the outside of Michael Thomas like it was noticeably far which makes me think that he ran the wrong route um anyway so he gets the pick so then it was you know, Rams ball, they have to score now. Any kind of score for them wins the game. Or if the Patriots, or, uh, sorry, Saints would get a uh, a safety or a score of any kind, they would win. So it was next score wins. And they just ran a couple plays, got a few yards. I mean, they didn't get very many yards at all. They got, they ran a, a couple plays, got a few yards. Greg Zerline comes in, right? 57-yard field goal. Like, I don't know if he's going to make it. It's in a dome, you know, so he doesn't have to worry about wind. But he had one earlier that kind of hit to the right a little bit and then it curved back in. He was on the right hash. It's a little worrisome. Kicks this ball right. And when I say it was down the middle, it was down the middle. Like sideways it was down the middle, horizontally, and vertically. It was in, it was like the perfect center of that fucking goal post. It was where it was. Or the of the goal uh, posts like going through. It was perfectly in the center. Couldn't have got any more perfect. I think he could have hit it from 65, personally, but what do I know? So he hits it, sends the, Ram to the, the, sends the Rams to the first Super Bowl, and I think it's the first one they've been to since they lost to the Patriots, so 17 years. And now they're 17 years, and it'll be 17 years to the day when the Super Bowl comes since they last played and this whole Tom Brady era started. So it's kind of an interesting little factoid. Um, I want to touch again on the Chiefs game real quick. I do know that there was a couple calls that you know Chiefs fans are upset about. One of them I agree being upset about with the other one I do not. So one of the things they're upset about is a roughing the passer got called on Tom Brady late in the game. Should not have been roughing the passer. Even the uh Gene Sterator or whatever the fuck his name is that like consults with the with Romo and whoever else said it should not have been roughing the passer. Like, he said it officiating. He says it shouldn't be roughing the passer. It shouldn't have been roughing the passer. It got called. Hurt the Chiefs, whatever. I agree with that one. It it shouldn't have been roughing the passer. I agree being upset about that. The one that I don't agree with that Chiefs fans are so upset about is there was a muffed punt, supposedly, by Julian Edelman. Um, Chiefs fans are saying, oh, he touched it, he touched it, he touched it. If you look at the replay, he clearly did not touch it. Um, I don't, 
And trust me, in no context do I ever want the Patriots to win or get credit for anything. But let's I mean let's just be real, like honestly he didn't touch it and if you think he touched it, you are a fucking idiot and don't know what you're looking at. Or you looked at just one camera angle and not the other camera angles. Because if you look at all the camera angles, you can see that he didn't touch it. You know, so... I I can't be upset at the officials for making the call that he didn't touch it because in reality, he did not touch it. He just didn't. Um, so anyway, back to the Rams game. It's the longest uh, field goal, I think, in Rams postseason history. Greg's are line. I know he was getting all kinds of women that night for hitting that shit. Fuck. Um... But yeah, so it's going to be McVay versus Belichick. It's going to be Goff versus Brady. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams defense uh, can hold up against the the Patriots offense. Because the Patriots offensive line especially has gotten really... You know, they've gotten quite large lately in the last couple of weeks of the season and into the postseason. They've been, gotten very physical. You know, it's Interesting. But the Rams have one of the best defensive lines, if not the best defensive line in all of football. They got Aaron Donald and Dominic Sue, uh, Dante Fowler. Like they've got a stacked and stout defensive line. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Then you got to wonder who's going to match up on Gronk, who's going to match up on Edelman. Uh, the Rams aren't big at like flipping their corners. They kind of just leave their corner in the same place, you know, in the. Patriots like to do a lot of motion. They like to do a lot of, you know, um, changing where people are, lined up and things like that, you know, different formations. So I'm interested to see how that goes. You know, on the flip side, you know, I don't know how the Patriots defense is going to match up with the Rams offense because the Rams offense is very versatile. You know, they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of things that can happen. they got two good running backs, one great, one good. You know, they could very easily, you know, stick it to the Patriots, you know, def- defense. And then, you know, that leaves still leaves the passing game open. I just hope it's a good Super Bowl. I hope it comes down, you know, a little bit a little bit to the wire. Like, maybe not maybe not like a last second, you know, something wins unless it's Greg Zerlon kicking a game-winning field goal. That's cool. But, you know, I'd rather just kind of see, like, it be a good game and... Hopefully the Patriots lose. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. At this point, I mean, you know, you're so used to seeing them win, except for last year, that it's kind of expected. Uh, I want the Rams to win wholly, wholeheartedly I do. And honestly, I think they're going to win just because I think that I, – I just think it's it's kind of like time for that, kind of time for redemption of the football gods. And I just think they're – I think that their offense is going to be too hard for the Patriots' defense to handle. I think their defense is good enough to keep up with the Patriots' offense, but not. I mean, it's not best, but I think that defensive line is just. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard for the Patriots to handle that defensive line. I think. Maybe not at first, because it might be kind of like a big moment kind of thing, and their eyes are wide, their deer in the headlights. But I think eventually. I will say though that I think if the Rams can get out early, it's gonna be a tough game for the Patriots because it's gonna change their entire offense. The Rams can get up early. They have a really good chance of winning. They don't get up early. They have a solid chance of winning. If they're down big early, they're gonna have it. They're not gonna do. They're probably not gonna win because they don't have the right kind of offense to like score a bunch. Like they're not like the Chiefs' offense where they're just high scoring. They score a bunch. They you know throw down field all this kind of stuff. 
which I do think the Chiefs offense was also way too conservative in that game, but it is what it is. That's not my call to make, so what do I know, right? Um, yeah, so I mean, I really think that I think I, I think that the Rams can do it. I want the Rams to do it, and I hope the Rams do it. I don't really see uh, I don't really see the benefit to the Patriots winning, honestly. Super Bowl is what the first Sunday in February. So what's that this year? The fifth? No, that's what next Sunday. That can't be right. So this Sunday, twenty. Yeah, fucking next Sunday, not this upcoming Sunday. The one after that. God damn, shit's coming up quick. So what is that? Let's see. The twenty ninth is Tuesday. Thirtieth is Wednesday. Thirty first is Thursday. First is Friday. Second, so the third, right? I think it's February 3rd, the first Sunday in February. Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to see what happens. Um, let's see. I'm still on a no, uh, no drinking uh, binge, so that's good. I, uh, I, I've lost a little bit of weight lately, guys, so that's kind of positive. I'm down to two, around 280, which is about what I was when I moved out here in 2016. Kind of ballooned up a little bit after that, but I've been I've been hitting it, you know. So it's like uh, I lost a little bit of weight, so that's that's good. Hoping I can keep going a little bit, maybe get down to like two fifty, two sixty. That'd be really nice. I'd like to stay there, but we'll see. I don't know without some kind of like help, whether it's natural or synthetic or whatever, or changing eating or whatever, that I'll get down that low. I think if I just like straight work out and do cardio and stuff like that, I could probably get to like two seventy five, two two seventy, two seventy five, but no no lower than that without actually like getting real real serious about it. So we'll see. Um, you know I feel good. I've been been feeling pretty good lately. I uh, you know it is what it is. I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping I can get down get down a little bit more, get a little healthier. Um, if not, you know, 280's not terrible. I would rather not be 280, but 280's not terrible. I've been heavier, obviously. Also been lighter, so we'll see. And I'm hoping, so I might have to move back in with my sister and her husband, and that would be some really nice extra motivation for me to really kind of lose a lot more weight. And I would have a little bit of a workout buddy, kind of, so that'd be nice too. Um, so that might kind of work out. So getting into that story, the reason why I might have to move back in with my sister and her husband is that my roommate uh, that I've had for the last, what, year, year and a half, whatever it's been, um, in late December, I think it was December 28th, right before New Year's, uh, he went missing, like, yeah, missing, missing, like, no one knows where he's at, no one's heard from him. Uh, it seems like he just disappeared off the face of the earth, which is not like him, as far as I know. Um, and if he was going to go somewhere willingly, he would have you know, made sure his cats were taken care of and done that whole, you know, hey, can you feed them? If not, I'll make sure somebody else can, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, it's been almost a month that he's been missing. Uh, it's pretty crazy. So I'm trying to, like, you know, figure out what I'm going to do. It's looking like uh, I'm going to have to move out of here because, you know, I can handle the bills. It's not about that. It's just 
you know, about I don't really want my bills to double unexpectedly. Uh, if I was prepared for it, it would be something different, but, you know, I'm not necessarily prepared for my bills doubling for the next couple months. I'm going to get through it, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my notice in, and I'll, I'll get through it for sure, but it wasn't the ideal plan, obviously. Um, you know, and his, his family obviously is very worried, his friends are very worried, you know, I'm kind of concerned about it but at the same time you know it's like look I also have to I mean I feel like a dick when I say this and if I am too bad but at the same time I also have to kind of get on with my life at the same time you know like I still have bills to pay I still have to go to work I still have things I have to do so it's like I worry about it a little bit on the back burners but I can't put a whole lot of time and dedication to it especially because I mean you know I'm cool with the guy we're friends but I've only known you two years. So I'm not going to put as much personal stress into it as I would if it was like, you know, one of the guys I've known for 20 years. You know, that's a, that's a little bit of a different relationship. Like, I'm still concerned about you and your well-being and, you know, I hope you're okay and I want you to be found or come back or whatever it is. You know, I don't, you know I'd like, it'd be cool if we could still live here and still like split the bills or whatever. That's dope. But at the same time, I'm not going to put my life on hold because you're missing. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a dick, so be it. I'm a dick, but I, uh, you know, I have to make moves that are best for me as well. And I think that moving back is going to be the better move just because bills will be a little bit less. And, you know, I have a better car now, so I'm not necessarily as concerned about wear and tear. And even if I am concerned about wear and tear, I'll be right by the place that fixes it. So it's not a big deal. I get to spend more time with my family, which is always good. So, yeah. Plus, I plan on working a lot of overtime this year anyway. You know, I've already worked a little bit here and there when I can. Um, but we haven't been super busy, so I haven't had a lot of time to. But hoping that will pick up, and I'm going to start working all the overtime that I possibly can work. Because it's going to get taxed like a motherfucker, but it's also going to be real nice. Anyway, guys, you know, I, uh, I'm sorry I, I took such a long break. Um, like I said, you know, it was holidays. Things were getting getting a little iffy. Um, Busy-wise, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of time. And You know, last week uh, I had, like, car issues to deal with, so that didn't really work out. Um, I joined a basketball league. Like, you know, you guys know I'm in a softball league for work. Well, I'm also in the basketball league, and course that's on Wednesday nights um various times from like seven to nine um you know so last like the first week back I played basketball or the ninth whatever whatever that week was if that was the second week or whatever played basketball last week I had car issues I just didn't really have time to worry about this um I wanted to do it but I was you know I'd forgotten my microphone. I was up at my sister's house. I wasn't really prepared. So whatever. So I knew this week I had to come do it again. Start it back up. We'll get it going again on a weekly basis. Um, got basketball tonight at 9 o'clock. So I'm going to be dragging ass like a motherfucker tomorrow. Because shit, by the time I go to bed it's going to be 11, 11.30. And that's two hours later than I'm used to going to bed. Fuck. It's going to suck. But yeah. So anyway... We're, uh, 
I'll get into that next time, but after the first week, I had some issues with the team. Not like any of the guys, just like play style and stuff like that. So we'll get into all that. Hopefully this week will be a little bit better. and Maybe we won't have to get into those issues at all. We'll see. Um, by next week, we'll also be in Super Bowl prep mode. Um, you know, basketball. I'll talk a little bit about that because I haven't touched on the NBA too much lately. So we'll discuss that a little bit. Um, you know, otherwise, guys, I'm just going to keep working and doing my thing and hitting this podcast on Wednesdays. Shit like that. So, uh, yeah, guys, you know, I appreciate um, the listens. I've noticed that the last couple episodes have had a lot of listens. I appreciate that a lot. I really do. Um, And like I've said before, even if you don't like it, I still appreciate you listening because you're still, you know, I'm I'm still in your head either way. I'm still in your head, and that's the goal. Just to, you know, get the... Get the voice out there. Get the podcast out there. You know, it's love me or hate me. You're still listening to me. Love me or hate me. You're still, I'm still going to do this whether you like me or not. If I have one listener, if I have a hundred listeners, if I have no listeners, if I have a million listeners, I'm still going to do this. So, you know, I appreciate all the, all the support guys. I, I really do. Um, you know, it might not, might not seem like it cause I've been slacking lately, but I'm back on, I'm back on the the podcast grind so we're gonna we'll do this don't worry um yeah you know and I, I might try to see if I can maybe get a couple guests on this year at some point we'll see if I can do that see how that works out but uh I don't know how that all works out because you know they keep changing the app up and I don't know how guests work and all that kind of stuff on this so we'll see all right well uh you know I appreciate guys I'm gonna get out of here I'm gonna let you go Thanks for listening. It's been a good, you know, what, 58, 59 minutes, almost an hour. Um, I look forward to doing it again. And, yes, I know I talked way too fast this episode. I'm still trying to slow it down, I promise. I promise. It It hurts me, too. It affects me because then I'm out of breath and shit at the end of the episode. And my throat hurts and my head hurts and all that kind of stuff from talking way too fast. So I'm going to slow it down, I promise. I'll get there eventually. I'll train myself. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right, guys. Um. You know, shout out to all my family here in Maryland, um, all my all my friends, and you know my people back in Missouri. You know I love all of you guys. Appreciate the support and the hate uh, from anybody. If you got any issues, any questions, anything like that, you guys can hit me up. You know I only have Snapchat. If you have my number, there's a reason for that. If you don't, well, there may or may not be a reason for that, but you know, I appreciate all the love. All my peoples, I love you guys too, and you know I really do this for me, and I do it a little bit for you guys too. So keep on listening, you know, keep making my shit blow up, yo. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Like I said, I don't know what I'm gonna touch on yet, but we'll see. All right, peace out, guys. I love you. Peace. <laughs>